This is Tennis Quick Tips, Episode 6. Welcome to the Tennis Quick Tips Podcast. I'm Kim from TennisFixation.com, and I'm your host for Tennis Quick Tips. Each week, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to not only improve your tennis game, but also to make sure you're having fun each and every time you step on court. This week's tennis quick tip, no fail strategies for tennis doubles. When I play tennis, I don't want to think. I just want to hit and have fun. And I don't think I'm alone here. But surprise, I've found that if I don't think, I don't have as much fun because I usually don't win. And losing is definitely not as much fun as winning. Now, one of the things that requires thinking in tennis is strategy. And in doubles, strategy is so important. In fact, it can be way more important than the ability to hit a good shot. But guess what? Strategy requires thinking. Wouldn't it be great if you knew some winning strategies that didn't require much thinking at all? Well, good news! There are some. These are strategies that you can apply in any doubles match you play at any point in the match. In fact, you should consider using these in every match you play. And once you learn them, you can apply them without much thinking at all. So here they are, my six no-fail strategies for tennis doubles. Number one, pick on the weak link. You and your partner should be figuring this out right from the get-go during the warm-up. In every doubles team, there's almost always a weaker player, and that is who you need to be hitting to. And I don't care if that person is older than you, tireder than you, or just really, really nice. If you want to win, you need to pick on the weak link. Number two, get up to the net. You've heard it over and over. The team that controls the net controls the match. So you and your partner must always be working towards taking over the net. It may happen right away on your serve or return. Or it may take a few balls for both of you to get up there. But make it your goal to control the net as often as you can. Usually, if you're both playing back or if you're playing one up one back, You're playing defensively, and that is not a winning strategy. Number three, go down the middle. Hitting to the middle is often the safest shot for you to hit because you're hitting over the lowest part of the net and is often the most confusing shot for your opponents to get to because just who's responsible for that ball in the middle? You can win a lot of points while your opponents are trying to figure that one out. Number four, Hit at their feet. No matter how young or how fit they may be, tennis players do not like to squat down and take the low ball. They will bend from the waist and miss hit the ball. They will reach down with their racket while remaining upright and miss hit the ball. Or they will just not try at all and outright give you the point. And when they don't even try, they'll usually tell you that you've hit a good shot, which you may or may not have done. So exploit laziness and bad knees. Hit low. Number five, lob over their heads. Maybe the other team has taken over the net 
and keeps taking over the net. Just lob them. And don't worry about hitting a great lob. Just hit it deep, over their heads, and make them run. Move it around and try to mix in some short balls, but mainly lob. While many players can run down lobs, they can't run down lobs all day. And like the shot down the middle, it can get confusing for teams to decide who is going to get the lob and how to do the switch. Even players who move well can get exasperated with this kind of stuff and will often start making errors. Number six, hit short dinky shots. Personally, I hate short dinky shots. I'd much rather have a ball hit hard at me with some pace. I do not like to play matches where there's a lot of short, slow balls being put into play. And a lot of people I talk to feel the same way because they feel like it's not real tennis. So take advantage of the impatience of players like me and hit easy, short shots. It does not require much skill on your part to hit these and to let someone like me wail on these shots and invariably hit them out. Now that you have these six no-fail strategies, how do you know when to apply them? Well, that depends on several factors, including what skills do you bring to the court? What are your opponents like? What can your partner do? How well do the two of you play together? And what can you best accomplish as a team? These are all questions that you need to think about when deciding how to best approach each match. But the bottom line is, the six strategies I've outlined are very basic, very easy to apply, and at least one of them should work in whatever double situation you find yourself in. So, to quickly review... Here are your six no-fail strategies for doubles. Number one, pick on the weak link. Number two, take over the net. Number three, go down the middle. Number four, hit at their feet. Number five, lob over their heads. And number six, hit short, dinky shots. That's it for this week's tennis quick tip. But I want to say thanks to Cliff Render of HiFiTennis.com for his recent comment on Tennis Quick Tips Episode 3, What to Do When You Win the Spin. In that episode, I talked about why choosing to receive when you win the spin of the racket at the beginning of a match can give you some great advantages over your opponents. Cliff had a great comment regarding this. He said, I used to make the same choice to receive and it worked great for me at the men's 2-5 and 3-0 level. Since I've been playing more 3-5 and 4-0 rated players, however, I've found that many of them have a much more powerful and consistent service game and need very little warm-up to be effective. Because of this, I've found that getting that first service game on the board can be a huge psychological advantage when I can get it. I now choose to serve first because it means that the other team always feels like they're having to play catch-up. This could be a difference between the aggressive style of the men's game and the more cerebral style of the women's game. Cliff, I think you've made a great point, and I agree that, especially at higher levels, choosing to serve can often be the right decision, especially if you have a strong serve and you can win that first game right off the bat. And as for the women playing more cerebral tennis, 
I'm going to take that as a compliment. I really appreciate Cliff's taking the time to post his comment. And if any of you are interested in seeing that or in giving your own opinion, you can find the transcript for that episode as well as the show notes and comments over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips3. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll download and listen to all of the episodes and become a Tennis Quick Tips subscriber. You can find this podcast by searching for Tennis Quick Tips in iTunes and in Stitcher. Please feel free to contact me to ask questions about the game or to give suggestions about what you'd like to hear. My contact info, show notes for this episode, and all of the other Tennis Quick Tips episodes can be found over at TennisFixation.com. As always, thanks so much for listening, and happy tennis!